seriously guys like right now like she is working on a freaking zodiac case and then lord and behold someone cracks one of the codes I know, like, I've been working on it for a while. That will be coming out Christmas Eve, by the way. Yeah, you've been working um, on it for, like, three weeks now. And, like, all of a sudden, there's this crack in the case. And I'm like, what? That's so crazy. That's insane. I'm pretty excited. And I haven't looked at it, because, like, I'm just waiting for you. Yeah. So that will be your Christmas Eve episode, which is next week. When this comes out, we are one week from Christmas Eve. Oh my God. That's... Wow. No. No one jinx it. Don't say anything about next year. We all know it might suck too. Just leave it alone. Don't be like, it's going to be the best year. No, don't do that shit. We did that shit last year and look what happened. Yeah, it's... Well, it's it's not going to be... Hopefully it's going to get better, but it's not going to be the best year ever. No, no. Anyone that says that shit can go fucking go to hell. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Just just don't. It's it's not. But honestly, I have to say this. I think 2019 was worse for me than 2020. Yeah, you had a real rough 2019. Right? You did. Like, between... See my car catching on fire. Chris having to go to the hospital and was in and out for causes internal damage, and we were trying to figure out what the hell was going on. And he just barely, like as of like month, maybe two ago, just barely got better on that. And yep. my husband, right before Christmas, had a seizure at work, and now we figured out he has epilepsy. Sadly yep. enough, I think 2019 was worse than 2020. Yeah. For you, not for most me. people. Not for not for you, but everyone's just kind of have a little bit of a shitty year this year. I don't know if I told you this too. My aunt yesterday and all of my cousins posted pictures of them at like Gardner Village, and not only pictures but videos okay. of them sitting on Sam's lap, no social distance, and maybe two people had a mask on. Oh. Yeah, when we went to visit Santa, there was, like, plexiglass, and he had to have an appointment, and, like, they wiped down and sanitized everything between each person. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, 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 Santa, Santa didn't have anything. We're all in this together, and if we all just buckled up, and for those that are like, but the economy, it, guys, if we all did this together, and all did, I don't know, what Melbourne did, and was put everything on hold for the next 90 days, we would be fine. What's hurting our economy is doing this bullshit back and forth, back and forth bullshit. You want to talk about a murder? Yes, we probably should. No, I guess that's true. Okay. Well, guys, we got a bigger case today because Merry fucking Christmas. It's Christmas time. We're we're so close. Like I said, we're a week from Christmas Eve today. That is crazy. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Merry fucking Christmas, guys. Merry Close to it. It's, it's the holiday season, for sure. Or happy Hanukkah, or happy Kwanzaa, or whatever you celebrate. We need to be inclusive. Um, happy Krampus? Happy Yule. Is that what that is? Is it Yule? Krampus? I don't know what Krampus is. Krampus is a person, not a holiday. We, we've had this discussion. He's not a person. He's half demon and half goat. 
Okay, but still not actually a holiday. <laughs> no, but he is celebrated by some people. Pagans? Is it the pagans? No, I don't think so, because that's Yule, sure? and Yule does not mention anything about Krampus. Man, I'm gonna have to look this up, though. It's pagans! It is the pagans! Okay. The pagans believe in Krampus. See? It's a different version of paganism. Yes. The pagans. It is commonly known by pagans, says Google. I mean, you know. So, there we go. All right. Well, you know, now that you had a fun little rant and, you know, the story's long, so this one's going to be a fun and long episode. So, get your popcorn ready. Or, you know, you need to do some cleaning for Santa. So, put this on. Do your cleaning for Santa while you listen to a murder. All right. Let's, let's do it. Talk to me. What are we talking about? The Black Dahlia. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, the Black Dahlia, also known as... So, okay, so it's January 15th, 1947. Okay. And let me just paint this picture for you. So, her real name, the Black Dahlia, her name's Elizabeth Short. Not to get confused with Elizabeth Smart. For some reason, a lot of people do. Really? Yes. 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 Because, so, I mean, I've read, um, I've read a a few books on her and stuff um but and i won't get into that just right now yeah people in the comments were like this isn't anything about elizabeth um sure she was actually kidnapped and i'm like dude like that's elizabeth smart it's elizabeth smart and then like on like reddit posts and stuff like that they they get her name like wrong all the time and i'm like Elizabeth Smart is not the Black Dahlia. Elizabeth Smart was kidnapped here in Utah, which maybe we'll do a story on her later, but she actually survived. And very, very different years. Crazy story if you don't know it. But anyway, they're totally two different people. And in totally two different years. I mean, this is January 15th, 1947. And And Elizabeth Smart was when I was a teenager. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, how in the... Okay. It must be because they're both Elizabeth and one short and smart. Like, okay but one short one smart yes exactly <laughs> sorry okay it was who <laughs> i i don't know tell me about the black dahlia i have to know more okay first. so again it's january 15th 1947 so 10 a.m a betty burnziger she was walking her three-year-old daughter and they were going to their shoe repair store because that was a thing back then when you You'd go and you go to a shoe repair store instead of buying new shoes because shoes were so expensive and it was actually cheaper just to repair your shoes. Okay. And this is actually a quote from an interview that she said. It said, I glanced to the right. I saw this very dead white body. My goodness, it was so white. At first, I thought it was perhaps an artificial model. It was so white and it was separated at the middle. There was no blood. It's it's never a no. It's never a mannequin. Mm-hmm. It's never a artificial model. Yeah, no, never. She was naked, face up, separated at the middle, with her arms up, legs out, straight and spread apart. Her eyes were wide open. She had been hit over the head. There were slits on her mouth to her ears. 
And as glorious as the scene was, there was not a drip of blood left in her. Her body had yeah. been drained, scrubbed before it has been found. And they identified her by her fingerprints. That's insane. So it's like the Joker. Like, literally, like she had like a Joker smile. Oh my gosh. And all of her blood was drained. How did they manage that? All of her blood was drained. Yeah, and they found her by her fingerprints, which comes back to our Jane Doe last week, if you didn't listen to that, as to how was she not identified, especially with how about it. I'm still over, I'm not over that, okay? <laughs> of how was she not identified if she was in such pristine condition? I don't know. I I don't now know. that we're gonna go back to that. I keep wondering. I'm like, was her fingernails fingerprints burned off? Like what? Or was there like some like uh police like involvement that just oh, made no. him disappear? Anyway, we're gonna have to rock. Go listen to last week's episode if you didn't on the Christmas Jane Doe, because it's still bugging me. Ugh. A week later, I'm still bugged by it. Yeah, well, just imagine researching it like I did. <laughs> okay, so a little bit about um, Elizabeth Short. Not smart. So she moved to LA, you know, in hopes to become an actress. But, you know, like like most actresses end up being, they just end up being a waitress that struggles to get minor acting roles. She was known to be very friendly with a lot of men. There was actually a total of... 22 men that were um, renamed potential um, suspects in this case. She was caught with surgical precision, which okay. means makes them to believe that this had to be like a surgeon or someone with a doctor and medical background. Okay. The press decided at that time they were naming like all these big cases like this. They were giving them names. So they named her the Black Dahlia. Because she normally wore sleek black clothing and her hair was striking black. Okay. The autopsy reports are saying that she was bound and tortured. Hemorrhage and shock marks were on her legs and wrists and neck. And Mm -hmm. right thigh slits on the corners of her mouth. They were said to be made while she was still alive. Ooh. So if she was still alive while this is happening, I mean, do they have a like reason as to why they think maybe she wasn't fighting back or something? Well, because she was bound and tortured. So she was fully, her wrist, her legs, and even in her abdomen area were bound by what they believed to be rope. Jeez. So, and she also, it said she suffered from a concussion. So they may have like smack her head or something yes and the cuts were so clean though and her blood was fully dread drained there wasn't a drop left how do we understand once again how did they do that someone knows what they're doing is this like a surgeon or someone that is um in their medical profession or are they doing this you know, just out of their own home and experimenting on body parts to see how they are and, like, how they react to certain trauma. Obviously, though, it's someone that knows what they're doing because they were cut precisely into pieces. So they must know what they're doing. It looks like they've done this before 
And it looks like they have the equipment to do so and to drain all the blood. That is so... Okay. Okay. Also, nine days after her body was found, there was a letter sent into the police station. Okay. Gasoline was rubbed off the notes to take off any fingerprints. The In this letter, there is snapshots of her when she was alive. Okay. Her ID, her social security number. This note looked like it would it was taken and taped out from like pages of either an address book or a magazine and like taped all together. Here is the Black Dahlia's belonging. Letters to follow, said the first letter. There was 13 letters in total that were sent to police, and they were all signed the Black Dahlia Adventure. Some of the next letters also included her address book that contained 75 men in her address book. Wow. Fingerprints were found on one of these letters, Mm -hmm. on only one out of the whole 13, but they never showed up in the database anywhere. Okay, so this person obviously never got caught doing anything. Nope. Okay. So, here's one of the people that she spent time with right before she went missing. She spent time with this man named Robert. He went by Red Manly. So, she met Robert a month before she died. She met him on the bus station, asked her for a ride after that. Um, they actually ended up going on a few dates together. And the day that she died, he actually was seen dropping her off at the Bill Moore Hotel, okay. which surprisingly is on the exact same street as the Cecil Hotel. Oh, interesting. You remember that? I do. That's, uh, what's her face with the, yeah. What's Elisa, her face? Eliza Lamb. Elisa Lamb. Yeah. Elisa Lamb. Yeah. The same, the same street. She was seen at the Biltmore Hotel, and Robert Manley did help her check in. There was witnesses that say that. Now, people say that they have actually seen her ghost in the hotel lobby and on the 10th and 11th floor. Okay. They said that they see that they see a black-dressed woman haunting the hotel. To me, too, is kind of interesting that it was close to the Cecil Hotel. Yeah, no kidding. That's so, super weird. Okay, so this happened six days before her body was found. Some people state that Robert actually, you know, dropped her off and then went to this club called the Galaxy Club. That's what it is now, but it used to be called the Crown Real Bar. Okay. Robert Manley, then after going to the strip club, apparently returned to San Diego a week before her body was found. He did pass a polygraph, um, but he was also admitted into a mental hospital for hearing voices in 1954. He was also given sodium pentol, which is supposed to be truth serum back in the day. Mm -hmm. And apparently he also passed that. That nowadays has been debunked it is not an actual true serum but some people yeah, still believe that it cokes the mind out of things that they believe that are true okay but 
like nowadays, like it's, it's not been, it hasn't been used for years now. And some people still believe that it works, but it's not like hundred percent true fact. And you can't use it in court hearings anymore. Interesting. Robert ended up dying in January, 1968 by an accidental fall in his apartment 39 years on the exact day from the last day that he saw elizabeth accidental fall huh? yes like he slipped and hit his head or accidental fall by accidentally falling out of his three-story apartment oh, he ac- he accidentally fell out of the window that's what it's claimed like in his autopsy report it's an accidental fall all righty what okay yeah suspicious okay yeah i don't think he did it i feel like the reason why he went into the mental hospital is for having all this guilt especially what happened to her maybe he really cared for her even though he only knew her for a month and he blamed a lot for himself for leaving her and then he may have killed himself 39 years later on the last day that he saw her Uh, that's what i personally think i don't think that robert did it and i'll get more into why i don't feel like he did this um but he is a main suspect because he is one of the last people to see her okay okay so ralph uh desel which is the detective that is on this investigation he found a man he thinks who murdered a man was noticed by empty parking lot where she was discovered in a black car and he said that that exact car with that same plates was repainted four days after her death oh so not weird at all not weird at all he wasn't able to confront the suspect due to lack of evidence but he did say that someone said that they saw the plate numbers that later that night And then the fact that his car was repainted from black to red four days later, he still put that in his evidence thing, but it hasn't been able to go to court or anything because of lack of evidence, basically. Okay. Someone has come forward and said, I killed this woman. Okay. His name is Joe Justice Dumas. He claimed he was blackout drunk when he killed Elizabeth. In San Francisco. So he was blackout drunk when he somehow precisely drained her of all her blood? (laughs) Yes. 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 Exactly. Exactly. He claimed he killed her, but when further investigation came out, um, they found out he was actually at a military base the day of her death. Like, they literally have him there at the military base for like, dude, you didn't do this. So, you were blackout drunk and you imagined it. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. But he was on one of her in her little books, her little black her little black book that she had, those 75 men. Yeah. So he came forward and said, I I did it. Was this because he was interrogated? Like, I mean, they say when you're interrogated for so long and sometimes they don't give you food and water, you're just gonna say anything. Yes. So but you know they came to find out you were actually at the military base day of her death so he obviously falsely confessed to this some people still say that oh well somehow he did do this um that maybe 
because the body was drained it might have not been the exact day of death and i'm just like i no, i feel like on this one too the cops pushed him to do a false and confession i mean it happens that's what i feel like i'm like dude this dude was on a military base you know what i'm gonna do for christmas what are you doing for christmas <gasps> i'm gonna go out of town do you know why because you love to travel well that too but also because airbnb makes it a safe way to travel you don't have to be in hotels full of other people you can be all by yourself in a super clean controlled environment with airbnb and not only that but actually listeners if you guys this first time using airbnb and you go to airbnb dot com slash c slash series c yes you do that guess what 65 dollars off your first booking guys um airbnb.com slash c slash theories c and then you guys can get 65 dollars off and guess what that is way better right now than going into a hotel that a ton of people have been in and out and plus i know for a fact that they have upped their covid stuff so they have to do so much cleaning and proof that they have had cleaners in there before you guys even go into your airbnb which is fantastic uh fun fact i found one of my favorite coffees ever through an airbnb because the people had left like a bag of coffee there for the airbnb guests and it was amazing all right guys again we'll go check out airbnb that's airbnb.com slash c slash theories c and i'll go ahead i'll link it in for the places that allow links if not to you can also find it on our website crimetheoriespod.com under sponsors so i'm gonna go down another person that they think that did it his name was george knowlton so he lived in los angeles at the time he was also in his her little black book and well he ended up dying of an automobile accident in 1962 but then the early 1990s George Nodell's daughter, Janice, she started to claim that she actually witnessed her dad murder Elizabeth Short. Oh, okay. So, and she claims that she had these memories, these repressed memories that she just started to recover through therapy and depression, which is known to happen. Like sometimes your mind does go ahead and just compress these. And she said that she went through some psychotherapy and some hypnosis. She actually wrote a book. It's called Daddy Was Black Dahlia Killer. Um, okay. And um, you guys can check that out on Audible if you want. You can get it for free on Audible. Audible.com slash Crime Theories Pod. Uh, it's, yeah, audibletrial.com slash Crime Theories Pod. Get that book. It's interesting. It was definitely an interesting read from she alleged that actually her father was having an affair with the black dahlia she actually remembers her dad and um elizabeth short having a fight over the fact that she was pregnant and that he was actually so he's actually a doctor and he said that he could just give her a miscarriage so instead mm-hmm. of having actually giving her a miscarriage, he chopped her up is what he she's allegedly claiming. Okay. 
she claimed that he had all the tools. He was an at-home doctor. He practiced on people at home and he would like bring his stuff with him. So he always had his stuff with him mm-hmm. and that he was going to practice this miscarriage on her and instead chopped her up, drained her of her blood and left her on that lot. Is there anything to back that up though? Well, here's the thing as this man George Nolan was also known as the Jigsaw John. He had also been known for doing some procedures in the area um, for artificial limbs, like taking someone else's limbs and putting it on someone else that had passed away and putting their limbs onto someone else that had had a previous amputation and trying to see if the nerves would connect. And he was actually trying to see if for some reason that could help like if you could take someone's limb off of them off of a dying person in time and actually place it onto someone who had an amputation okay that's interesting it is what's kind of interesting too and in 2004 his daughter janice actually died of an overdose which was deemed a suicide in Orange County, but so she's no longer with us to be able to say, hey, this is what happened either. So uh, okay. So the next guy is Patrick S. O'Reilly. According to the LA attorney, he was a medical doctor and he knew short through the nightclub owner. Surprisingly enough, the nightclub that Red, Robert Red, was at. So apparently they knew each other. So Patrick knew Robert. And that's how they knew Elizabeth Short. Okay, that's interesting. And both of them knew the owner of the strip club, which was also named Mark Hansen, according to the files. At the time of the murder, Patrick was good friends with Mark Hansen and Robert, a.k.a. Red. (laughs) And Robert, a.k.a. Red, and Patrick frequently visited this nightclub together. And they also stated that they would attend sex parties in Malibu together with all three of them. Three of these men have also been linked to these quote-unquote sex parties being very violent. And they've actually been taken down by Miami Metro. So all three of these men have known each other and were involved in stuff in Miami, which makes them look really suspicious. And one of these men have medical practice. So there is a theory that it was more than just one man that did this to her. That could make sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things too. And actually Patrick O'Reilly's daughter came forward too, that they thought that it was their dad. It's a lot of people thinking that their dad did this, which is kind of astounding that you're going to say like, hey, you know, I think my dad did this. A lot of people really hate their dads. That's the thing. That's what a lot of people are thinking. Like, hey, do they really hate their dads that much that they're going to go ahead and make this public? Do they have something vendetta against their dads? Like, that's where this gets so just bungled up. So here's another duo pair that they think might have done this. Okay. On to the one that I really think that did it. Okay. Okay. So who I think did it is his name is George Hodel. All right. Here's one of the reasons why I think he did it. First off, his son is a detective and he thinks his dad did it. 
another, I think my dad did this, but <laughs> we're just full of those, aren't we? I know we're full of those. And I mean, that's why a lot of people too are like, oh no, this isn't right. So George Hodel in his house, he had a secret room where the kids were not allowed to go into. Oh, okay. Steve Hodel, which is the detective and the one that thinks that did this, who was five at the time of the murder, later became a detective at the police department, is convinced that his dad, George Hodel, killed Elizabeth Short. George Hodel, he studied the surgery in the medical school, which would indicate that he's capable of disembowelment of Elizabeth's body. George Hodel was also known for being a busy bachelor. He had 11 children with five different women. Holy goodness. He also had photos that appear to be Elizabeth in his photo albums. The exact same photo that was sent to police state that showed pictures of Elizabeth. I'll just show you these pictures. Um, but okay. So when a forensic artist examined them, they said 85, he said he in, he was 85% sure that that was not Elizabeth. But then in 2014, a different expert using facial recognition technology said it was a 95% match. I believe the tech plus looking at these photos, I'm like, I think it's her. I think it's her. Steve also thought that his father's handwriting was eerily similar to the Black Dahlia's. A lot of those letters that were wrote out, you know, they had either stuff from like phone books or magazines, but it always was signed, the Black Dahlia Avenger. And he says, he's like, it's my dad's handwriting to a T. Oh. So... He always thought that, like, it was eerily similar. Like, he's like, it's got to be him. So his dad, George Hordell, was also accused of sexual misconduct by his one of his own daughters. Oh. But he was found not guilty. Police had planted listening devices into the home and caught was caught on tape saying stuff like, suppose I did kill the Black Dahlia. They can't prove it now. They can't talk to my secretary anymore because she's dead. Okay. And did we ever find out what happened? I suppose to her? overdose. And okay. Yes. There was also a few witnesses that stated that George and Elizabeth knew each other though. About four people that came out and said that they knew each other, that they were dating, that they were around, plus George was in her little black book. Yeah. I also want to note around this time that LAPD was corrupt in a lot of ways. With that being there, you know, I want to also throw out that George was a very wealthy man. I don't think it's too far-fetched that he paid people to look the other way, even with his own daughter's sexual misconduct. Yeah. His daughter's sexual misconduct actually never even made it to trial because he claimed, the judge claimed that there wasn't enough evidence. Hmm. Would this explain, like, why all the charges were dropped against him and the Black Dahlia charges were dropped against him, too? Here's the thing. All of the Black Dahlia files now are completely mm-hmm. missing. How did that happen? They are all completely missing. They are gone. How? Like, I don't understand how that happened. They're all gone. Like, everything from the Black Dahlia is missing. Like, all the files. They do have some photos on here, and they do have the letters. That's all they have. Where could they possibly have gone? All of them. All of them are gone. So all 22 of the men that were supposedly, you know, suspects, all of their files are gone. They do have the black book still, but all of the files 
they're gone. The physical files have been completely missing. That's not weird or sketchy at all. Not at all, right? Not at all. So, also, um, Steve Hodel, he actually went back to his childhood home with police dogs. They tracked the scent of human remains. The soil was also tested, and there was bone fragments in the soil. Uh, okay. Steve would like to keep digging on the property, but he doesn't have permission to do so. And when trying to follow up with the LAPD to follow up on his new evidence, they completely refused, saying that he was just a son that was mad at his dad. And it's Maybe. owned by new owners now, and the owners will not allow him to dig up. Huh. That's sketchy. Mm-hmm. I mean, not the new owners necessarily, but... I know. Well, I mean, I guess that's hard, though. Like, I mean, it's your home and everything, and you don't want it to get destroyed. That's but at the same the time... The new owners, not so much, but... Yeah. But at the same time, it's like... At the same time, like, you could be cracking, like, a huge murder case here. But if it's all for nothing... I understand that. But for the police to just be like, no, that's not it. Like, it's just you and your dad. Like, you're just mad at your dad. So, funny enough, Steve also thinks that his dad, George, killed this woman named Jeannie French, which was found three weeks later after Elizabeth was cut and drained of her blood. Plus, this woman's body was cut and drained of her blood as well. And the initials BD were on her body in red lipstick. What? And a handwriting expert examined forensics saying it could be a 95% of his dad's handwriting. Okay. There was also evidence, also noted to George, that he had 50 pounds of cement sent to his home on January 9, 1947, which was six days before her body was found. There were also similar cement bags found at the scene where Elizabeth's body was found and was thought to use to actually carry her body in from the car to the lot. More evidence okay. of, of, how, of how George can totally be it. Okay. George was obsessed with Man Ray, which is an artist. He idolized Man Ray, and he actually was good friends with Man Ray. Man Ray had this photo of this man with his arms above his head, and which represented the Minotaur. And then, as well, two of the both of these killings had the woman's hands above their head, mm-hmm. just like Man Ray's of the Minotaur. What and in this artist, it, these women's bodies were sectioned in parts just like Man Ray. Like, so Man Ray's art was sectioned into body parts of these women with their arm, arms above their head, like the Minotaur. And so was Elizabeth Short and Jeannie French. Which I guess that does make sense because I was wondering like why why you would go through the effort to do that. But that doesn't explain why the blood I guess maybe because you need the blood to come out for it to be that perfect picture you want. Because if exactly. not it would just be like if you everything. want it to be like this art like exactly like this art that Man Ray did, you have to do it like that. Like this and the art. art that Man Ray did is does it include anything on the face like the black dahlias it's just with the hands up above and the sectioning is exactly the same the face thing might be just his own personal his own little touch or something you know yeah or to represent something like a smile from ear to ear george hodell's daughter said that after her her father 
made her pose for Man Ray a few times. Oh. In that pose. And he would write on marker the exact same sectioning as where Elizabeth Short was cut. Okay, that's pretty weird. Would make his 11-year-old daughter pose naked for Man Ray for art. That's that's pretty weird. And he she reports her father raped her and sold her to her friends for sexual acts. <gasps> oh my gosh. So his daughter Tamara at 15 gave birth to a baby girl. She ended up giving her up for adoption. Okay. George was taken into court, but after several accounts saying that Tamara was lying, the case was just dropped. The thoughts are that people got paid off or were threatened. Yeah. And That's... Tamara also believes that it is actually her father's baby. Ugh. This was in the 1950s, though. Like, I mean, there wasn't really DNA testing. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. So this happened in 1947. Um, well, in 1950, so three years later, George moved, or if you want to say it, fled, to the Philippines. Where he lived, there was also a woman there that, just like the Black Dahlia, was dumped in an empty parking lot and drained of her blood. He lived less than a mile from where that empty parking lot was. I wonder why these other cases don't get much coverage. Like, we hear about the Black Dahlia all the time, but these other cases, like, yeah, they're not like, yeah, I know, right? Like, and I was wondering the same thing, and that got me going. And I'm like, you know what? I might need to do like a special just on these two other girls just to throw out some more stuff in there, you know? That is weird in a murder case to be like drained of your blood. Where did all the blood go? Like, that's so weird. Also, oh, oh, I do have it in my notes here. So all the records are gone. There's trans and anymore, but transcripts do. Transcripts are still there. Okay. So there is one transcript that sounds like a woman is screaming in the basement. Um, One detective said taking these recordings to George home and eliminated him as a suspect because there was no basement but his son says there was a basement it was just hidden there was a hidden room that led to the basement oh okay all these things that nowadays because nowadays you could look up like blueprints and see if the house had a basement or not yeah but there's no blueprints of like of like this old home like um yeah that what it was you know like now there's blueprints but yeah like there's like oh okay you don't have a basement okay we're gonna eliminate you as a suspect but i mean a lot of even lapd think that you know there was corruptions even in in the early 20s you know with the mobs and everything yeah there wasn't even a transcript that says this is the best payoff I've ever seen. Oh. Between law enforcement agents, I'd like to get into that catch in connection with that DA's office. Yeah. Also, this re- this case remains absolutely closed. Why? The- yes. Yes. Why is it closed? Yes. I don't know. Um, so Steve Hodell actually thinks that his dad murdered at least 30 other women. That into the connection of this because there is 30 other women that are drained of their blood from the time that his dad died. And then once his dad died, were there no longer any of these reports? There was two, but they wonder if it was a copycat. Okay. So I did, I read a few books on this. 
my favorite one was the Steve Hodel's book on the Black Dahlia. Um, he actually goes into like all of these little details that were in his house that were just strange and odd. Um, and he thinks too that, okay, some of these, he thinks that his dad have help in these murders. He also thinks that there were other murderers among him that did other things to other women that his dad might have been connected to that actually he didn't actually murder but these people that he knew murdered yeah so and a lot of people dismiss him because oh well it's your dad and you have a vendetta against him because he was mean to your sister to me he's got enough proof here that shows that yo my dad could have done this yeah no kidding like just because you hate your dad doesn't mean he's not a serial killer yeah exactly and also you know there is the black dahlia movie i watched that as well i just to me that was very i mean it was hollywood yeah (laughs) let's just say that it was very hollywoody um the only thing that i found that was very interesting though is this black dahlia out of all the other women that have been drained of their blood she's the only one that has this smile scar yeah what is that about so that to me is very interesting that she's the only one with like the joker smile so so i've got i'm gonna send you a few pictures you guys can check these out as well i'll throw them they're on they're actually on the on the website i've got all the links to like everything where i found stuff and the books and um all that's on the website as well but and i'm just going to show you these pictures real quick i'll show you her autopsy picture that i have and i've got a picture that his dad had of her the picture oh, yes, that, please. And a lot of people, too, they still debate on if the photo and the picture that Gregory Hodel had was the same picture as the Black Dahlia, like if they're the same people. I have to say, I think so. But again, too, they're all in black and white. And okay, let's see here. Yeah. Okay. There is her, that's her poster picture. There's one which is kind of creepy. It's a picture of her regular face with the autopsy face just to see how freaking distorted it is. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, people look so weird when they're dead. Okay, and then there is her photo of when they found her. Like, that is the police photo. I like the way they, they just covered the middle with a blanket. I know. Oh, you can see this dead body, but don't you don't need to see the separation. And there is her photo that her his dad had. That he is convinced is her. Um, hold on, I believe I have one more photo of because he had several photos of her. And it's kind of interesting that a lot of people too, they'll say that there's a lot of similarities in the Lisa Lamb case, the Black Dahlia, which is my opinion i am like i just don't see it but yeah i mean other than the fact that it was like that similar hotel i mean elisa lamb didn't have the blood drain the separation i i understand like they were close in the hotel range but it's like guys that doesn't make it yeah so there's there's the photos that those last two are ones that he had of her oh that last one definitely looks like her right like, it was kind of debatable. Like, it could be, could not be. Right. From, like, her one. angles and everything. But that last one, it's yeah. like, man, like, holy crap. And that makes me wonder, too, like, did that first sketch artist or comparison only see the first photo versus the second photo? 
And that's why I said it was 85% not her. Like, it's kind of interesting. That is very, very interesting. And I mean, and then people say too that they did see each other together, but it's so hard with being like older cases. You know, like 1947, it's not like you had um, a whole bunch of security cameras everywhere you went. You're basically going off of people's minds. Yeah, no kidding. And like, I mean, like even you, you're like, I don't know if those guys were in your that movie place that you theater that you worked at. Like you were like, I have no idea, you know? Yeah, yeah, no kidding. It's very, I mean, crime is being so much easier to, like, figure out these days. Back in the day, it was just so ridiculously difficult. Mm-hmm. This one, I mean, just the, the way her body was found, like, drained of blood, separated, the smile, it is just so weird. Yeah. I don't, like, I don't, like, okay, maybe the artwork, but overall, I do not understand the motive for doing that to a body. Like, it feels like it just takes so much work. Yeah. Well, and okay, so I noticed this too, and I don't know if that's just because if it's an autopsy and then they maybe stitch it back together, but look at the autopsy photo and then her neck, like how her neck's separated in the middle there. Do you think that's just an autopsy thing or do you think they found her like that? It doesn't say anywhere that they found her with her neck cut like that. That could just be part of the autopsy you think so yeah that's what i was thinking too i was like that kind of looks like but it's so hard to tell with the precision of like the other cuts that i mean i'm not 100 percent positive obviously but that could just be the autopsy that one so i don't know and a lot of people are going towards to the a lot of people th- first thought oh it's um robert red because he was with her last and i'm like i don't see that and she hung out around with a lot of different people it sounds like you know she was just dating around yeah but a little black book with 75 guys names in it i mean there's nothing wrong with that like it is la but i i honestly feel like red went into a psychiatric because he felt so terrible about this and then killed himself years later yeah i mean i feel because he probably is like blames himself in other ways yeah and i mean he only knew her for a good month and stuff i some people really point towards him and i'm like i don't personally see that i feel like there's enough evidence for gregory holder here yeah i mean yes you could be biased because his son has a vendetta against him but i feel like gregory holder has so much and the fact that the lapd around that time was so corrupt and that like uh-huh. everything is just gone. Yeah. Maybe too. Maybe it wasn't just Holder. Maybe he had other people helping him. Who knows? Yeah. It is just like there is so many. I mean, when you're a young girl who's pretty like that and doing things, but it is like seriously, the way that she was murdered it does make this so weird and so unique. Well, and I can't actually like- know the technical cause of death. Like, what? Well, did, did you mention that? Did I miss that? Because there's so much stuff happening. I know. Obviously yeah. She's no. Very I, dead, but what, it wasn't like, like a one type thing. I mean, they literally think too that she was awake during at least the cutting of her mouth. So maybe, yes. and like they said that too that there was a concussion. Yeah. But maybe, honestly, maybe even blood loss. And it makes me wonder with her hands above her head like that. Maybe they turned her upside down and 
starting cutting off like to make the blood flow down made her unconscious cut her lips or maybe even cut her lips while she was still conscious yeah blood just drain out and then start cutting piece by piece yeah because her hands with her hands being up like that too that would suggest to the end that she was so she was bound by her hands her torso and her legs so maybe she was like facing upside down when she died yeah makes me wonder too if like she had if she was on like a sort of surgical table that tilted do surgical tables tilt don't they i don't know i've never been on a surgical table i'm googling it me too yes they do oh some of them do yeah okay but did they back then okay 1974 47 i mean what yes Oh, okay. Right then. Well, okay then. Fine. This is just so crazy. All of it. Or they could have just hung her up from the wall or something. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That's just horrible. I mean, ugh. To be awake during that pain of having your mouth slit open. Ugh. I can't even imagine. Like, literally, I cannot. And like you said too, like why didn't why didn't the other cases get more attention? Right. Like what? I don't know. It's just so weird. I mean, one was in the Philippines, but the rest, according to Steve Hodel, said that they were all in LA. Mm-hmm. Where they all just pushed under the table and act like none of this never happened because they were so corrupt at that time yeah like i feel like there's definitely more evidence that somebody purposefully ignored and got rid of possibly well the records are gone so obviously that doesn't even make sense like they're just gone like that is what's so mind-blowing about this is that it's such a huge like case like this and then they're just gone they're gone transcripts are there but records are gone yeah it doesn't make sense why would that happen? Why would that be a thing? It wouldn't. That the thing wouldn't is, happen. is obviously the guy knew what he was doing too. Because I don't, I, I can't see anyone having such a gory scene, blood totally drained, and her body was scrubbed, like scrubbed clean. Like someone freaking scrubbed it clean. This doesn't seem like it's just like an amateur. Huh? Honestly, it sounds like they've done it before. Yeah, like, it doesn't seem like someone who probably just committed one murder. No, it really doesn't. Cut with surgical precision, too. They knew what they were doing. They've obviously done done this before. Like, okay, she did know. She knew a total, I think it was seven people that were either surgeons or doctors. But the fact, too, that George is like, oh, yeah, I don't have a basement. Well, guess what? You have a secret fucking room that goes to a whole basement. Yeah. And you're not like this innocent dude. Instead, you are making your own daughter pose for disgusting things while you're also raping her and selling her to your friends. Oh, that's just so horrifying. That is so much. I've seen some of her interviews and stuff and just, yeah. 
Well, and the fact, too, that he moves or flees, like, three years later after the Black Dahlia case, like, yeah. and it makes me sound like, too, like, maybe, I mean, this one was out in plain sight, and after that, they were out in plain sight. Were the other ones out in plain sight, or was he hiding them before, because he was like, oh, I'm not warming up, essentially. Yeah. Or were they found before, and they were all just hidden by the LAPD? It was just like, eh, whatever. I don't know. It is. It is so crazy. Like, I don't know. The, the mouth thing, though. Why was she the only one with the mouth thing? Maybe she said something like talk back and that was like punishment or something. I don't know. Yeah. That is personally who I think did it. There are other suspects out there and the fact that evidence is actually Steve Hodel is still alive now. He is still active investigating on this. He... Yeah. He believes that this case should be reopened. The LAPD has decided not to do so. So he's doing it all on his own. He really thinks that there might be actually one or many women actually buried in his old property. Yes. That's the thing too. Like, hey, if someone really thinks that someone else is buried under your own property that you're living in, wouldn't you want to get permission for that? I don't know. But at the same time, like they're going to be destroying our home. Yeah. Because he thinks that they're down, like, in the soil. So they would be destroying your home. Plus, maybe some people may not want to know. Like, they may not want to think there's dead people in their yard. Like, Yeah. Because that's I guess that's true, too. Like, you just don't want to know. Yeah. But, I mean, like I said, he did. He took his, like, dog and he went around the perimeter and he got some of the soil. And, um, yeah. And they (sighs) tested the soil. But, and they found human bone particles in the soil but they didn't look any further that's just so weird they wouldn't allow them to look any further like so he got permission to test the soil and that's all he got permission to do yeah he would love to he would love to tear up that yard and find out what's going on it's just so weird but the fact too that i mean he lied about having a basement his family knew that there was a basement there was just it was in a hidden room there was a hidden room that led to the basement and his whole family knew about it but he lied to police about it okay i mean is there anything not sketchy about hidden rooms anyway oh no definitely like <laughs> why is the room hidden why do you have hidden room dude it's so anyway normal. that is what i'm personally going towards is having um steve hodell has so much solid leads that that's what I point to. Okay. His dad was in this little black book. His dad was already sketchy, had a whole bunch of shit to hide, fled from LA to out of the fucking country Mm -hmm. and already had this obsession with Manuel, but did art depicting this exact position of the woman and the disembowelment. I mean, there's so many things that I can't ignore that for me personally. Yeah, I can't, like, I kind of agree with you, but we would love to hear any listeners' theories as to what you think happened. And if anyone has any theories on what you think the smile thing was about, please let us know. Yes, let us know. Also, I would like to know if you guys have theories on as to if that is what caused the joker smile that's interesting actually when was the joker come out when did the joker come out Mm -hmm. hang on 
I was thinking about that. Mm -hmm. 1940. Hmm. Okay. So could possibly going on another theory here. Could that have been a Joker thing? Then why not the other ones? Maybe because she was obsessed with Batman or something. I don't know. That's what throws me off. Like, why just her? I don't know. I don't know. Guys, if you have any theories, let us know. Because, I mean, that is exactly what it resembles to me in my mind. Yeah. Is the Joker smile. No kidding. Maybe she said something. Maybe he said, why so serious? Oh, my gosh. And I don't even know if he said that back then. But he was first, like, out in a Batman comic in 1940. Hmm. So maybe that would be it's interesting awesome. too. I have no idea on that part. Like I didn't go deep into, I mean, it like literally her face though looks like a Joker smile. Yeah, it does. It definitely does. Oh, so eerie. All right, guys. Well, if you guys have theories and all this fun jazz, let us know. Hope that brought some lovely Christmas spirit to you. Hey, and if you guys, you know, have any other information on any other other suspects that we didn't get to cover. Please shoot them to us. We'd love to know. Yes, we would. And as always, keep fucking 